welcome to yet another live cold calling. Today, we're actually going to do some live cold calling for the first time. So welcome to the show, Mr. Justin Middleton. For those who are live and joining us, uh, feel free to chat in where you're coming in from, where you're coming in from, and uh, maybe your role. Are you a rep? Are you a leader? Maybe you're doing something else. Let us know. And uh, keep in mind that we are uh, trying to make these shows as interactive as possible. So today it's going to be lots of lots of uh, energy and excitement. We're going to start with some theory. We're going to talk about a process that we've developed that helps us actually put together a lot of the things we've covered for quite some time. Uh, and then we're going to go right into practice. We're going to make some real live calls today. You'll only hear our side of the call because we're not going to share it over the public. Uh, we want to make sure that the compliance is okay, but you will be able to hear real live calls running the framework that we shared today. And then we'll open it up for uh, live Q&A at the end, as always. Justin, who you be in this world? Who is Justin Middleton? I am uh, the cold calling cowboy when it comes to the live shows, but um been in the consulting world for the past few years, met you, and uh, we've absolutely blown up home ready leads for the past couple of years. So, um, you know, continuously working on that, working through the licensee program. I'm a mentor, coach, what have you, to uh, 10 or 11 agency owners right now, um, as well as uh, a partner of home ready leads and just cranking this thing up, man. I'm also an Amazing. infinite creator. Amazing. If you didn't know. It's an infinite game. All right. So we got lots of BDRs in, BDEs, BDAs, lots of BDs, SDRs. Fantastic. We got top funnelists here today. Today we're going to talk about something that's going to be kind of uh, counterintuitive to y'all. And I'm going to I'm going to share the theory. I'm going to share the 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 the, the actual script we'll run, and then we're going to put it into practice so you can see it. Here's an AE. Welcome to the show, David. So the idea here is that. Um, we call this activated leads. And if you follow the show or you follow the content for some time, you know that I like to talk about my funnels, right? So we've got our funnels and uh, there's some stages of our funnels that we're gonna drive people through. Uh, marketing would call this like awareness, consideration, evaluation, conversion. So we've probably seen this funnel. If you follow the content, you see this before. So up top here, this is the first phase of engagement. Are you aware of me? Then once you're aware, you could potentially consider, is there a fit or not? Once you consider, you would evaluate me versus others versus status quo, and then finally conversion. This is a pretty standard marketing funnel. And then on the right-hand side, um, I'm gonna talk about like the SDR kind of funnel. And if you follow my best practices, we use buckets. So you've got uncontacted, you've got working, you have priority, and then you have scheduled. So if you follow my content, you know what that is. And it maps really nicely into where people are at, except for this one huge issue when it comes to the digital age and how people actually run through the funnel. This is not a linear progression, right? Um, uh, there are lots of different touch points in the modern world where individuals can become aware of what you do, consider your products, evaluate your products, and ultimately make a decision. However, we are very linear focused on driving someone through our process from we haven't spoken before, I'm trying to reach you, we're, we're working, we're, we're, we're reaching each other, we're having a conversation, and finally I'm getting you converted. Down here, once we schedule, this is be like an MQL, 
and then those MQLs need to turn to SQLs. And that's where money is produced. But there's lots of different touch points, right? You've got your website, you got, I won't put the circle around that, you've got social media, you've got podcasts, you got live shows like we're doing right now. So these are all kind of marketing things. You also have the traditional channels for SDR, which is phone, email, and maybe like LinkedIn, right? If it's business to business. Okay. So if these are all the different touch points where people can become aware, consider, evaluate, converse, and then over here, we're using these channels to try to drive you through them. People don't just go down here like this, right? They're kind of all over the place. And a lot of times, a lot of times we can get somebody on the phone. They might tell us to, you know, go pound sand, but, but then they're on our website. And from the website visit, they're over here, maybe evaluating you and your competitor, right? And they choose to go with your competitor or they're evaluating you and they hit that marketing website and say, hey, I want to take a demo. Uh, because they didn't want to talk to you as an SDR. So the fundamental problem with all of this right now is that as an SDR, those of you that are calling right now, we are cold calling. So today we're going to show this off. We're cold calling people that don't know anything about us, uncontacted, no awareness. And we're trying to drive them from, you don't know me, all the way down to a meeting in one conversation, one interruption, one intrusion of time, one very scary thing. What if there was a better way to do that? What if there was a way where we could use the phone, email, and social to take someone from uncontacted, build some awareness, gather some information, allow them to get into evaluation, and only schedule when the time's right? That's the whole concept of activated leads. Okay, so activated leads is we're not calling with the intention of scheduling a meeting on the first call. We are calling with the intention of building awareness, gathering information to see if they would even consider us, setting the stage for a future follow-up, and we're also channel activating where we can reach them, starting with the phone conversation first. So that's that's the premise here. Justin, anything I missed that I didn't share that I usually share to help set the stage for today? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we're going to go over the script and kind of how the flow works and, and the, the, the handoff process as well. Um, but no, as far as the funnel, that, that was right. So again, these are going to be cold calls. So the script, we're gonna introduce ourselves. Hey, this is Ryan's, like pause, navigate. What does that mean? A lot of people are gonna engage in different ways at the front. We wanna listen with our two ears and adjust accordingly. Sometimes we're gonna run right through this because we're not hearing them like they're gonna say, oh, hey, how's it going, whatever. Uh, they're just gonna be sitting there silent. So we wanna continue the conversation. Sometimes we're gonna say how we're doing and we're gonna navigate accordingly. Uh, we're gonna get permission to, to move forward and then uh, introduce the purpose for the call. The purpose of our call right now is really just to introduce ourselves and see if it makes sense to follow up at a later time. We're gonna confirm target. Hey, a lot of times we're failing because we're calling people who are not the right people, like literally not even the right people. Like I think I'm calling Justin Middleton, who's a inside sales director at company ABC, but it's Justin Middleton who is a professor at Northwestern University. So I wanna confirm my target. Uh, then I'm going to ask a relevant question based on that confirmation. Okay. And then I'm going to go right into a call to action, which is literally, and this is going to blow everybody's mind, everybody's mind. We're just going to ask if we can send them an email and get them to opt in to receive our information and follow up uh, at a later date. So that's the intent here. What we're going to do is activate leads and this activation is going to allow us to build our buckets. If I went back to the, the uh, funnel I had over there and start to figure out one, 
are these people even the right people? Two, allow them to get some awareness on their terms. And then three, build a future list of follow-ups that are going to have a very, very high connect rate. People who pick up tend to pick up again. And a conversion rate that's going to be two to three times higher than what you're doing right now. So when you can three to five X your dial to connect rate and two to three X your conversion, you're getting a 15 X lift on that future list versus trying to hammer it all in one, one go. Whereas today you might be dialing and only having a conversation every 20, 30 dials and converting maybe five to 10%. Tomorrow with this process, you're going to have a live conversation with the follow-ups every three to five dials, and you're going to convert 15 to 20, maybe 25%. So that's the goal. Today, we're going to show step one, which is how do we activate these leads? Um, so without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Justin. You want to fire up the dialer, we can start some calling. Feel free to fire in questions as you want. We are going to leave Q&A towards the end. So Justin and I are going to have some call for calls, some call for calls. Um, we'll coach a little bit between, talk about what's going on. Uh, and then we'll leave the last 15 uh, minutes or so for live Q&A. Yeah, let's do it. I got the dialer up. Another thing, when you're saying the navigate up front, you need to navigate the type of person that you're talking to, um, not trying to pitch or speak to everyone exactly the same. You need to listen to the surroundings, listen to the background, listen to their tone, the speed of their voice, and adjust accordingly. And that will get you through more conversations or inform you to exit the conversation um, without getting, you know, shut down because they were busy or in the middle of something. You'll hear that today. We'll go over it live. Um, I think that's where a lot of people kind of fall short. I've been noticing this past couple of days, being back on the phones again a little bit more, testing out, you know, some of these transitions that we're doing, um, pushing some of these, pushing this funnel a little bit harder to the end of the year. I have had zero hangups. Zero people have hung up on me in the past three days. I've completed every conversation. And I think it's a lot of just listening to what's going on or how they're responding or the tone of their voice as well when they first pick up. It's huge. And you'll see this as uh, we run through some dialing here. The tone, the pace will change based on this pause and navigate when we introduce ourselves, but we're also listening. Again, you won't hear the other side, so you don't get to hear the whole thing, but um, the way people answer the phone. Hello, 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 hello. Hi, this is Ryan, how can I help you? All of these are signals to help us adjust and navigate how we're gonna move through each section of the conversation. Um, it's pretty advanced tactics, but uh, um, we'll hear that as we get going. Justin, are you? Uh, are you it is. It isn't. It isn't. Yeah, I'm down. I'm still down. I'm still down. It isn't. It isn't. You know, people. When I've noticed, you say advanced tactics. People, when they get in this mode of cold calling, tend to box themselves in to this this mental framework of, you know, oh my God, I'm interrupting someone's day. In the real world, Eric. Sorry, I'm trying to talk and uh, here. In the real world, when this happens, we adapt, right? If our significant other is a little pushy in the morning or a little tense in the morning, we immediately adapt. If we go into a store, right, and somebody's happy or like, hey, Shane, um, Justin Middleton here. 
you're actually not expecting my call today. This is the first time I've ever reached you. Did you have uh, half a minute so I can share why I called? Perfect. I appreciate your time, Shane. Um, again, my name is Justin Middleton. I'm with PRLs. The reason for the call today is to briefly introduce my company and actually determine if it would make sense to coordinate a, a more formal introduction at some point in the future. That way I'm not calling out of the blue on a on a Tuesday morning here. Um, you are still the director of inside sales at, at Pro Pharma Group, correct? Okay. Awesome. And are your sales reps mainly focused on calling inbound leads when prospecting, or do they do any proactive outbound calling to generate new business opportunities? Perfect. That's exactly why I was calling, Shane. Um, any objection to me sending you some information about what we do, a link to our marketing site with a few examples of how we're helping teams like yours um, have more success using the phone when prospecting for new business ops? And, uh, you know, once you've had time to review all that, I'll follow up with a call. Okay, I've got first initial last name at uh, Treximo. Is that your best email, Treximo.com? Okay. Propharmagroup.com. Okay, got it. All right, Shane, I appreciate your time. Keep it, keep an eye out for an email coming from us here at Phone Ready Leads. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a, have a great holiday here. All right, bye. All right, all right, all right. So you said, so he opened up with his name, obviously, because you're like, hey, Shane, versus like, is this Shane, right? He must have said, hey, this is Shane. Yeah. Hey, Shane. And he had probably an enthusiastic voice because you were a little bit enthusiastic. You matched him yep. a little bit, yeah? Yeah. Um, right. But you can hear, if you just listen to that call and look at the script, it was legitimately verbatim, verbatim, the uh, the script, right? He just walked him right through this navigation, right? Again, this is his name. We're trying to introduce ourselves. I want to make sure I'm on the right place, name and title. Are your reps doing this? Now, this is a per this is interesting here because this question is designed uniquely. We don't care about the answer, right? Are your reps mainly focused on calling inbound leads when prospecting, or do they do any proactive outbound calling to generate new business opportunities? He must have said they do outbound because you use that as the example on the bottom, right, Justin? No, yeah, you guys are not gonna they, you guys yeah. are not gonna hear the other side. It's not we're not it's not compliant to share other people's conversations on live shows like this so you will not hear the other side um but just he said yes we use outbound right yep and that's why i said perfect that's exactly what i was calling now if he would have said actually it's mostly inbound leads what would it say perfect that's exactly why i'm calling <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter what they say the question is uniquely designed for us to say perfect that's exactly why i was calling any objection to me sending you a link to our marketing website with a few specific examples of how we're helping teams like yours have more success using the phone when, when in this case, following up on inbound leads, if it was inbound leads, versus prospecting for new business. And once you've had an opportunity to review the information, we can determine if it's worth a follow-up call or not. Confirmed email. Guess what? The data we had was wrong. He got a better email. He's going to send that out. Um, let me log in. Justin, you want to do another call? And I'll show. Yeah. I don't know, I'll showcase the... Uh, I'll showcase the follow-up methodology with the email and how that works. But um, yeah. uh, 
go ahead and get in there again. Perfect. Perfectly executed. No yeah, strat. I mean, that's the that's first true. time I've read that script, guys. Like, literally, he just gave me the script. <laughs> I read it this morning and went through it. Like, it doesn't matter. If, if you're creating... Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Is uh, is Kanika your weeks running around there today? Awesome. Thank you. When you hear us like double stepping on these words, creating these gaps and words, like we're doing that by design, you can read any script and we can read it. But if you're not reading something and then actually communicating, you're two totally different things. So when you hear us double stepping on words or all we're doing is preparing on how we're going to deliver. Hey, Kanika. Hey, this is uh, Justin Middleton. You're, uh, you're actually not expecting my call. It's the first time I've ever reached you. Did you have half a minute today so I could share while I was calling? <laughs> Fair enough. I understand. Uh, again, I'm Justin Middleton. I'm actually calling with PRLs. Um, today's the purpose of today's call is to briefly introduce my company and determine if it would make sense to coordinate a more formal introduction at some point in the future when I'm not randomly calling you out of the blue on a Tuesday morning like today. Uh, you are still the director of inside sales at One Solution Team, correct? Awesome. And uh, are your reps mainly focused on calling inbound leads when prospecting or do they uh, do they do any proactive outbound calling to generate new business? Got it. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. That's, it's a unique situation. Um, and are you doing anything with inbound outside of the trade shows? Are you following up on any inbound leads that may come through like the marketing website or anything like that? Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. So a little bit different use case. That's no problem. I appreciate all the clarity today, Tanika. Um, any objection to me just sending you some information about what we do um, and, and examples of how we're helping teams like yours um, utilize the phone, especially when it comes to like these trade show leads, kind of sifting through what's good, what's not good, and then maybe follow up once uh, you've had time to review that information. Okay, sounds good. And I've got uh, kyork-weeks at uh, JDF Associates. That doesn't sound like the best email. What's your, what's your updated email? Okay. <laughs> OneSolutionTeam.com. Okay, perfect. Hey, I appreciate your time today. I'll get this out to you and then, you know, maybe we can find some alignment in the future. You have a you have a great afternoon and a happy holiday here. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye. Boom, baby.
<laughs> diamond cutter. <laughs> All right. So uh, the uh, process here is two for two. He's getting people to opt in. Remember, we're activating, confirming target. Is this the right person? Now, that particular one, he's learning about the use cases as well. This is what's really, really fascinating about the um, – so this is – we haven't been running this for a while, so you have to look at this. But the um, the amount of opens that we get uh, from our sends. So uh, when you do this activation, typically when you're cold emailing, you probably get like, I don't know, 20, maybe 40% open rates. With activated leads, with people that literally you just spoke with and you send them the email right afterwards – we're seeing 80, 90% open rates. And in fact, some of the people, if you have the call to actions right, are just booking right away when you send them emails as well. So a lot of people are thinking, why don't you just ask for the meeting? That's not the intention. The intention is to get them an opportunity to explore what you have. Caveat here is you have to have a decent marketing site. It has to match the you know the offering that you have. And then you should have a really good social presence, uh, brand, brand authority, customer service, <laughs> things like that. That way you can put them into your digital funnel. And when you follow up, if they haven't decided to already move into that consideration and evaluation stage, uh, then that next call is going to convert them. Again, you should expect a three to five X increase in your connect rate on follow-ups. And you will also expect about a two to three X increase in your conversion rate from your cold call. So uh, here we go. I'm going to show the other side of this. So when we are activating these leads, this is an email account that we're sending these e emails from. Really straightforward, uh, really straightforward uh, email. Look at that. Spoke with, spoke with, spoke with, spoke with. And you can see here the amount of opens versus not opens, right? So this is when we were running this campaign internally recently. We haven't been calling on this for it's like two months now. But green means open, blank means not. If you were to do the math on this, look at all these opens versus not opens, right? So there's a stent of about four in a row that didn't, but there's tons of opens. Now, when we go to compose the email, we also just have a couple quick templates. Again, whether we're calling inbound or outbound, we have the two use cases, calls inbounds, calls outbounds, does both. And then we just have a template. Boom, boom, links to our website, links to examples. It's really straightforward. It's very fast. When we say send some specific examples, the list is the strategy. And now what you're doing is you're compounding a conversation into other channels. And that compound effect results in a very high open rate, uh, opting into your email communication. You can leverage that email engagement to determine, hey, is email a great channel? Uh, but remember, you got them on the phone first. So you want to follow up, get them back on the phone if you haven't responded. And the goal here is to not wait more than 24 to 48 hours. So Justin's making the calls today. He's activating them today. We're going to send the emails out today like immediately with those those uh templates so it's very fresh in their mind i just spoke with this very different salesperson didn't come to me with commission breath came to me with a quick introduction offered to send me some information and he actually did it and it was relevant to me and it was i clicked onto it and it, and it was associated with a uh a use case that's associated with my title at a company like me and then what happens they either respond or Justin follows up within a day or two, it's top of mind, and that's where you're going to see uh, that dramatic increase in your conversion rate. Um, if nothing else, you're going to get to an outcome in a matter of days, not 27 touches, waiting five days, rolling them up with a social profile view first. 
This starts with a phone conversation first, compounding that into other channels. And you could take the, the same approach with email into social as well. So if you wanted to take it to the next level, you could go call, email, if they're active on social, go ahead and hit them with a connection request. Thanks for the conversation today. Look out for my email. And now you're triple channel validating, getting conversations started and then getting them right back on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Lauren, a great question. Uh, again, for us, it's templatized. So Justin, if he's running this and I'm you, I have that template available and I'm banging it out. It should not take more than a couple clicks, right? Yeah, Bang, and you can confirm, you can confirm receipt right then. Like, hey, I went ahead and sent it. Did you see it come through? Right, and then literally you have their eyes on it. Like you've confirmed that their eyes are on it. Uh, the other thing is, is like what Ryan was saying to bounce off that is, I've ran into this sometimes where they're like, hey, the best way to reach me is social, right? So if you start with phone first, they will inform you on the next interactions where they prefer to, right? And you can always pick up the phone again, but if they say go to social, okay, I'll go to social. Perfect. I'm going to connect with you right now. Go ahead and accept it. I'll send you some info. And then obviously you can run through my feed and see a little bit about what we're up to as well. Um, there's a lot of good questions coming in. When will you call again? Again, Mateo, it wants to be, you want to do it as soon as possible. Uh, with the holidays coming up, we'll probably touch it on Friday at this point. Um, usually we would do it Thursday, you know, 48 hours or so. So it's still fresh on their mind, but uh, we could do it Friday. If you're, and you're saying, usually you get the team to agree on a specific date. If you do that, again, it's kind of combating what you were doing with the email. You're, you're starting to box them into like, it's a meeting, right? So you're trying to sneak in this meeting. When the data says that people that pick up the phone tend to pick up the phone again and again and again, and all you got to do is call them, right? So if you start doing that, it's going to feel like a meeting to them and you're going to actually break what you're trying to do with the email. You have the potential to, um, and it may not have the same kind of effect. So I would be careful with that. Choose one or the other. David, yes, uh, all the research is done prior, right? The list is the strategy. Um, so you want to have the tightest list possible, you know, spend as much time as you can up front building a list because it informs everything that follows it. Um, I think that's it. Do you add in times you're available for a demo call into the email? You can, Lauren, um, but again, I mean, you're, you're, the call to action there, you could put that in and say, Hey, I'm going to add some times if it's really intriguing and you want to, you know, jump to the demo, there'll be a couple of times on there. I'm available. Otherwise you'll, you know, I'll, I'll just call you in a couple of days. Right. Like you want to make it very non-evasive. Um, the follow-up call, yeah. you could do all that. You could schedule. Yeah, all just, that. just remember this is, this is counterintuitive. You're all thinking demo, 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 meeting, meeting, <laughs> meeting now, now, now yeah. break that, break that thought process. You got to take someone from, I don't know you into, wow, this is actually something I care about now to let's meet. And when you do this, you're going to slow down to speed up. You're going to yeah. slow down to speed up. Let me say that a few more times. You're going to slow down to speed up. You're selecting yeah. the right targets in the first place. These are people that actually you should be talking to. Um, if, if you haven't uh, checked out my book, I'm going to put the chapter. There's an audio version of it. Uh, outbound sales no fluff uh, in the chat here, but outbound sales no fluff chapter six buckets. That's what we're running right now. You're going to slow down and speed up. Make sure these are people you actually want to talk to. You don't know all of them yet. That's why you have to have the conversation. But you're going to slow down. Select the right people first. Stop spraying and praying. Okay. 
You're going to get them on the phone and the intention of the initial call is just to see if it even makes sense. It even makes sense to connect on a follow-up. And so you briefly explain by asking a question like the intent. And again, we're not saying this is what we do. We're not pitching at all. You notice there's no pitching here. Well, all we're doing is asking a question. They're going to let us, they're going to ask, what do you do? If they want to know what you do, you go, that's not a problem. That's why I was, that's exactly what I was reaching out. Do you mind if I send some information? If they go, no, but like, tell me some more. I've learned the hard way. We haven't had this yet. I've learned the hard way that an ambush conversation like this isn't the best way to talk to something as important as your business as this. Do you mind if I send this? No, like, what do you do? Okay, now, now it's your chance to actually pitch, which goes back to a lot of our stop, stop, repeat stuff. But you're going to slow down and speed up. You're going to get them on the phone. Your intention is not to try to get them to book a demo and meet now. Your intention is to introduce yourself and your company to determine if it's relevant for a future follow-up. Get that in front of them, and then you're following up. Now, it's really important. There's some, some questions about the intensity here. Once you get somebody into a conversation, now it's about keeping that momentum alive. You don't want them to forget about it. So you wait a day or two, you follow up, you get them back on the phone, and now it's your opportunity to figure out now it's your opportunity to figure out if they, in fact, right now, give a crap about what you do, the problem that you're solving. Do they have the pain or not? Now you can get into that conversation because you've, 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 you've followed the system. You've activated them. And especially if they're looking at your emails and you can see multiple emails and things like that, and you have the conversation, if you follow up with them, it's going to be a really good conversation. That's basically yeah. your meeting, by the way, your yeah. intro meeting. You could have 10, 15, 20-minute conversations in those follow-up calls. If you catch them on the right time, if not, then you set the meeting, but you're going to catch them and say, Hey, we spoke the other day, send you some information. Did you have some time to talk now? Or would it make sense for us to go ahead and schedule that meeting? A lot of people are like, no, I have some questions. Perfect. Boom. Now's your chance to just sit there and answer questions, answer questions, answer questions. You're not pitching anymore. They're actually learning about you. They're now in this consideration phase and they can start to move towards evaluation. Uh, we're not trying to force them through this, this funnel that uh, doesn't really exist on the buyer's side. So, yeah. uh, so those, it's really important. People, yeah, and people are always talking about, uh, you know, handling objections and, and pattern interrupts, right? This whole entire framework is a pattern interrupt. The whole thing by design, right? So people are like, damn, that was so interesting, right? It sticks with them a little bit more than just asking for the meeting because guess what? Everybody today is asking for the meeting. And you'll see some of our guys, if you start to follow, you know, some of our guys that are doing this now are saying, hey, typically this is where I would ask for a meeting, but any objection to me sending you some info, right? They're actually combating that a little bit. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see. And then they lead into the email and then they follow up with a call and then ask for the meeting or hold the meeting live right then. So do you have hey, couple more questions. How many follow-up calls? You're going to follow up until you get them back on the phone again. You know, someone who picks up tends to pick up again and again. Keep in mind, don't go at them and do this crazy spammy stuff, right? Don't spam your team. I wish that one was. You want me to call again? I'm, I'm going to call some. You can call and I'll answer some questions while you're calling if you want to, Justin. When you're following up, follow up. Don't get too hot and heavy. I used to say otherwise, but, you know, calling every other day. Uh, until they're available again, if they're interested, they're going to pick up. If they're blocking you, you're doing something kind of spammy, right? People who pick up tend to pick up again and again and again. Don't be too needy. Don't worry about leaving voicemails. Just call. They'll likely pick up again, and uh, you're going to have your shot on goal. Um, and if they're avoiding you, they'll let you know, right? This is uh, it's it's uh, it's a pretty pretty uh, 
once you start to run this process, you'll understand fairly quickly how that works. Uh, but uh, people who pick up, if you're calling for the first time, and I've shared this before with the content we do with Cognizant, within five attempts on all the numbers that they have, so each number has to be attempted up to five times, uh, and you should do this over at least five business days. Don't do it with triple taps and double taps and spammy stuff. But um, within five attempts, 80% of people that are likely to pick up will have already picked up. By 10, it's 95%. If you're following up with someone who's already picked up, you can use the same math. If, if you try them five times and they don't pick up again, it's probably either they're really busy, it's a bad time, or maybe they, they got your number. They're like, I don't want to talk to that salesperson again. So you did something very spammy, scammy, didn't feel right. They don't want to, they don't want to talk to you. So um, hopefully that answers that question. If you have all numbers for your prospects, which do you call first? Uh, mobile is going to have a higher direct connect rate than a direct. Direct you're going to have a higher connect rate than an office. Office if you can get through them, it's going to have the best sales conversation. So, well, direct or office. It depends on what your definition of direct is, but if it's direct mobile, you're going to run into how'd you get my mobile number. If it's direct office line, uh, that's a really good number. Office transfers through operators are actually the best number you can possibly get for somebody. Um, we've shared that in content in the past too, so you can always drag that up from all the old Cognizant content. How would you know if they're just saying okay to brush you off well you just know through your follow-up sam you know through your follow-up you know through your follow-up scatter guns up in here are you going to share the framework content we i mean it's an email you just email what you want to email you know here's here's what you have to say um i'm not an email expert you don't want to see what we send we're really bad at email so go look at uh, i mean we can the template says we just spoke you know here's some information we're going to follow up um, I'm, I don't really want to share the phone right leads content. Um, there's some folks out there that's trying to just use everything we say. So I, I won't be sharing that, but you've seen it here on the live. Uh, what percentage of these calls where you don't commit to a meeting of the call usually result in a meeting in the future? Like I said, um, if I have a list cold today, let me just do the math, right? If I have a list cold today, I make a hundred dials or I have, uh, yeah, make 100 dials, I might talk to five people and I would book one half of a meeting. This is a 5% dial to connect rate. And a hey, Jake, uh, this is Justin Middleton. You uh, you actually were not expecting my call. This is the first time I've reached you. Did you have half a minute today so I could share what I was calling? Awesome, I appreciate your time. Uh, I'm actually, again, I'm Justin Middleton. I'm actually calling with PRLs. Uh, reason for my call today is to briefly introduce my company and determine if it would make sense to coordinate a more formal introduction at some point in the future when I'm not calling you on a randomly on a Tuesday morning here. Um, you are still the director of inside sales at Arc Home, correct? Yeah, uh, we actually work with teams that are utilizing the phone on a daily basis. Um, are your sales reps mainly focused on calling inbound leads when prospecting, or do they do any proactive outbound calling to generate new business opportunities? It's not actually, Jake. Um, how about, what if this makes more sense? Can I just send you some information and a link to our marketing site with some examples for how outbound teams are, are utilizing our process, and then we can follow up once you've had time to review that. Um, in, a, in a couple of days. 
I have an email. I have first initial last name at arthomeloans.com. Is that your best email? Awesome, Jay. Uh, all right, I'll get that right out to you. Again, I'm Justin with Phone Ready Leads. I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk later this week or early next. Yep, take care. Three for three. So Justin was uh, getting into a position where a lot of you have been like, oh, I'm going to pitch. Oh, what is this? What is this? And you see he had restraint. He did it. Act. He did he, it, yeah. He yeah. had all the restraint in the world to not pitch. Remember, we're not pitching. So is yep. it like this? No, it's not. Actually, would it be okay if I just sent you some information? Yep. That's he asked me twice, right? So there's a trick right there because when I came off of confirming his title, he asked me a question. What is PRL, right? And if you would have just made a statement like, oh, we're, you know, are your sales rep? If you would have asked him another question as opposed to answering his statement first, it would have created resistance in the conversation. So I said, we actually just work with teams that are utilizing the phone. Are your reps, right? Very quick, relevant clarity, if you will. If you want to listen to Greg Woodward, he'll talk about have a relevant clarity statement so that they can attach what you do to something. And then from there, I asked him my next question. But if I would have asked him a question to his question, it would have frustrated him. And I might not have been able to complete that, right? And then when I asked him his question, he was like, yeah, we have this. Is it this, right? He was trying to attach it to the next thing because I made a slight connection for him. And then now he's trying to attach it to the next thing and take it further. And I was like, hey, let's just do this. And he was like, yeah, that's perfect, right? Perfect conversation, perfect email going out, and then a perfect follow-up. This is a conversion for sure. Um, oh, there's some confidence. Now, someone asked about the math. So if I'm calling cold right now, I have a 5% dial to connect rate. I make 100 dials. I talk to five people. I have a 10% conversion rate. That's a half of a meeting for every 100 dials that I make, Okay. With activated leads, what we're doing is we're taking the exact same five and we're bucketing them over here. So once you get to a hundred of these, for every hundred dials you make on these, this is going in funnel, and you're gonna get a lot of, you're gonna get these 90% of these back on the phone. So you asked about how many, let me complete the math here. But for every 100 of these, instead of your connect rate on this list being 5%, it's 25%. So in the same amount of time it was taking you to get the cold list on the phone, to get them back on the phone, it's gonna be 25% versus five. So 25 conversations, for every 100 dials. And instead of converting at 10%, you could be as easy as 20 to 30%. So you're going to convert five out of out of every 25 conversations or five out of every uh, 100 dials. And then this number, you asked how many would we get back on? Well, it should be at least 90% of these back on the phone again. So if I just did the 90, uh, 90 at 25%, uh, well, 90 at 20%, uh, 90, you're going to get 18 total meetings likely out of this group versus one half over here. And if you call this whole list, you're going to get, uh, probably let's say it's 30% on the phone total. So 30 people over here, 30 at 10%, there's three meetings sitting here calling cold. So that's the difference. The same exact list, you can go from having three meetings, trying to cold call and do what you do today and just try to hammer your meeting and only get three meetings out of 100, which is roughly what you see in the HubSpot, like 3% connect rate. Or you could build these buckets and out of these 30, you're going to put them over here, right? And in this case, out of the 30 at 20%, you're still getting instead of three, you're going to double your production into six. But these buckets over here, which are building up over time, 
And that's the goal of this process. You're building your buckets. I'm trying to grab the um, episode. Here we go in my book and it's in a podcast. And by the way, a lot of you have asked about um, recordings, etc. If you follow this podcast after listening to the book, the whole book's in here in the format of the podcast. If you go all the way back to the beginning, then there's interviews. We talk about a lot of this stuff. And then there's probably over 200 examples of live cold calls and different examples of all the stuff we're talking about in that podcast. Absolutely free. Go check it out. Justin and I, uh, over the last, I don't know what it was, six months, we're cold calling every single day. You'll hear other sides of the calls in that podcast with all these different examples, different campaigns, et cetera. So uh, you can take a look at that. Um, uh, so that's coming out. Uh, what else do we have here? Look at that. Tim, you sent in the link to the script. That's great. I was going to say we've shared this several times in the past with Cognizance content. So it's got to be somewhere if you want to see the framework. Um, we got a few more minutes left here. Okay, so the prospect is the right person. How do you direct the conversation? Yeah, so um, if you're confirming their title and um, they are not the right person, it's, again, it's one of those subjective things. We can give you a couple scenarios here, but if they are at the company, right? It's like, oh, awesome. Uh, did you move up? Did you switch over? You know, what, what's your role entail? Right? You want to unpack that a little bit. And then, okay, perfect. So who is the individual? I know it's not your job, you know, to help me out, but who is the individual that kind of help, you know, handles this and what's the best contact? Um, if they've switched companies, you can see what they're doing at that company. If it's relevant then, and that's a target company, you can start to work there and then see if they know who took over their position at the other company as well. It, it just depends on how the conversation's really going. And again, how they're reacting to the uh, you asking certain questions or, or digging in, but I think a lot of people struggle to get the the direct referral um, or the direct contact information for the person. Um, it's a 50-50 thing. I, I guess some people are, are weird about giving out information and some are not. Also with people being remote today, you know, they might not have a direct number for them, but it, I've found that if it's one of those things that if you make it weird, they'll make it weird. So it's like, oh shoot, Ryan, uh, so you're not handling the sales team anymore. Uh, it sounds like you may have moved on to bigger and better things. That, that's awesome. Who's running the sales team over at ABC companies today? Oh, it's, it's Natalie now. Oh, perfect. Um, what's, what's Natalie's, you know, best contact information. What's the best way to get a hold of Natalie, right? You can just transition right in and they might give it to you. They might not. If they don't, at least you have the name. Um, if they won't give you a name, you can confirm the title, like, okay, what's the title of the person that runs it just to make sure you know what they call it internally. And then just retarget the company, have cognizant sitting there in the background. And then you have your LinkedIn, um, that you can pull up and navigate, pull the contact and then start calling. That's the beautiful of having cognizant right there as your Chrome extension on LinkedIn, get a title, get a name, get a number and call. It's really call powerful. It really powerful on the name for the follow-up too, even if it's just a title and you're assuming, um, you know, to be able to drop, Hey, I just spoke with, you know, Justin. Yeah, you want to ask that too, right? Ask the permission, like, Hey, you know, Hey Ryan, when I get a hold of Natalie, is it okay if I, you know, let her know you sent me her way. Right. And he might say yes. And that's awesome. And he also might say no. And then you obviously don't want to do that. Make note of it. And then just, uh, just follow up accordingly. Well, and then if they do say no, you can say, yeah, do you mind me asking why? <laughs> why are you directing me <laughs> over? 
why are you directing me over there if I, you know, can't reference this conversation, right? Like, so, so somebody asked earlier about how do we know if it's just a brush off? Well, you know, by the way people are engaging with you, right? You've got to have some uh, situational awareness in the conversations. Um, and th those are, those are key indicators. Um, the other thing is, you know, if, if you're prospecting, you don't, you know, you, you said, Hey, you know, I'm not the right person for this. Then that's why you want to confirm target again. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like I had you at <clears throat> title like company as the title like company. Are you not in charge of what are the roles and responsibilities that you're trying to, you know, introduce your services to your, your, and then, and so this title director of inside sales typically runs an inside sales team who makes cold calls. <clears throat> if that's not you, who, who's the person that actually does um, But you want to get right back to role and responsibility as well. And this is all, um, based on the jobs to be done framework, right? We want to call people who are responsible for getting work done in the business to business landscape, getting work done that we come in and, you know, make easier, um, you know, reduce risk, increase profitability, um, reduce cost, increase revenues, whatever it might be. Uh, but those words, phrases, and sentences don't matter. What you really want to get to is what am I trying to do right now? Black and white commercial. Here's my job to be done. And then you have this clarity HD visual, right? This is the stuff Josh Braun talks about often. And so if you're, if it's not the right person, you always want to try to still confirm, like you are still title. This is your role. Cause sometimes they might say they're the wrong person because that's the, that's an objection or a brush off. They're like, well, you, I mean, are you responsible for X, Y, and Z, you know? And so you want to make sure you, you do just a little bit of discovery there. And then to Justin's point, there's all sorts of different great tactics around identifying who might be the right person trying to capture uh, contact information, worst case scenario, at least titles for doing your own research. So this is a call. This is a, I mean, we, we are based in the US, so uh, we're not really experts at, at you know, for GDPR. Uh, so I would talk to your lawyers about this. I don't really know how to answer that question. In the US, there are call recording uh, legislations in certain states uh, where it does make sense uh, to, to just go ahead and announce I'm calling on a recorded line. Um, I've ran that live with um, several of the shows that we've done in the past where they are showing the other side of the live. And um, it typically doesn't have a tremendous impact on your opener, but it's all about being consistent and confident with it. You know, hey, this is Ryan with company. I'm calling on a recorded line. You and I have never spoken before. This is the first time I've reached you. Do you mind if I take a half a minute to share exactly what I'm calling? Um, it typically doesn't really make a big difference, although there are a few people, select few people, who have said, hey, I don't want to be on a recorded line. That's not a problem. You just exit the call. Um, so uh, I have used it, haven't seen a tremendous impact on uh, getting past hello. And if you're trying to use software for the purposes of training and coaching and you want to be compliant, it's probably a good idea to do it, but I'm not a lawyer. So I would check with your team on the GDPR legislation. It's a, it's another one of those things. Like we, yeah, we did this live when we were doing the, the push for your webinar or that, that, that event that you were doing that time. It's one of those things that if you make a big deal of it, they will, if you don't, they won't. Right. We hear that so much nowadays. You're calling on a recorded line. People are even recording, you know, the conversations on their cell phones nowadays with certain software. It's like, you'll hear that automatically. So we're kind of getting inundated to it anyways. If you're weird about it, you're going to come off weird about it. 
and then it's going to create just some slight subconscious resistance in what you're doing. It, it is what it is. You don't control it. So just run with what you have and work with what you have. All right, we got a few more minutes here. Uh, any other questions that are pressing for the group? Happy to keep going. Um, here we go. Would you say the benefit of this framework script is to turn cold leads into warm qualified leads on the potential follow-up? Yeah, I mean, the whole point of prospecting is to take cold leads and to turn them into warmer leads, qualified leads for potential follow-up. Um, the benefit of this framework is that it is going to make you move a conversation from you don't know me into potentially doing business with me more efficient than any other way. Any other way, you're going to have a higher conversion rate on the same set of conversations by compounding them across multiple engagement channels. And um, the long tail impact of the calls that you're making by not starting with trying to hammer someone into a demo or a meeting uh, is almost impossible to um, even comprehend. But I could show at some point, I've, I've shared this with the Cognizant team, graphs when we're making calls for these programs uh, of site traffic that has peaks and values based on our call sessions. So when we have people calling for blocks of time, uh, you know, two, three hours at a time, we can see the website's traffic spike because this is a very differentiated call. Most people don't do this. You're sending them to these links and then they're actually clicking through and viewing it, which is what you're intending to do. Don't mistake the job to be done when cold calling. We are telemarketing, telemarketers. We are telemarketing. So we're using the voice to market our product or service. And if we go back to the marketing funnel, that first phase is awareness. And where most people are failing is you're trying to drive people from I don't know you into buying uh, without the appropriate stage uh, and evaluation criteria necessary to, to get to know you. So by changing up this framework, you completely change the, the focus of how you think about your go-to-market strategy and you're taking a list of uh, everybody that you could ever do business with and you start to engage with them. And over time, you'll know where you can engage with them, when you're supposed to engage with them. And if it's appropriate now, uh, you'll start to see your uh, sales pipeline increase dramatically, but more importantly, uh, that long tail acquisition costs reduce significantly uh, because it becomes easier and easier uh, to capture the conversations you're looking for with your addressable market. Yeah. Uh, somebody's asking about focusing on SMB, mid-market or enterprise. Um, for this, it's mainly mid-market, but we've ran this exact campaign on all different clients. Ryan and I have done this on pretty much anything for the past, I don't know how long now. If you go to the YouTube channel, you'll see this, us launch new campaigns on all types of clients, doing all different types of stuff. It's the same thing. It's a script. It's a message. It's a process that can be inserted into anybody that's willing to work it. All right. Well, any other questions stream through? We'll see. Let me, uh, let me see if I can get at least one connect in here, huh? What if they accept the meeting invite and decline later? Do you follow up with a call and email? Well, you want to start with the call first, for sure, because you know you've gotten them on the phone before. Things happen. People's lives shift. You know, you can't control that. Like, stuff happens. Hi, Chrissy. Uh, this is Ryan Reisert. 
you actually weren't expecting my call. It's the first time I've reached you. Do you mind if I take a half a minute to share exactly why I called? I appreciate that. Uh, again, uh, Chrissy, my name is Ryan. I'm calling with uh, PRLs. The reason for my the reason for my call today was really just to briefly introduce my company and determine if it would make sense to coordinate a, a more formal introduction at some point in the future when I'm calling out of the blue year on a Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah, just to make sure I'm in the right place. You're still um, a director of inside sales over there. Oh, fantastic. So are your sales reps mainly focused on calling inbound leads when prospecting? Or do you do any proactive outbound calling to generate new business opportunities? Oh, well, that's exactly why I was calling. Um, so Chrissy, any, any objections to me emailing you a link to our marketing site with uh, a few examples of how we've Help some other teams like yours uh, have more success using the phone prospecting for new business opportunities. And once you've had a chance to take a look at that, maybe follow up. Amazing. Um, that's that's all we're looking for here is to make sure it's relevant in the first place. And and then if you're willing to be a champion, that's that's phenomenal. Uh, what's the best email for you? Perfect. Uh, I'll get you a little bit of uh, information over there. And if you think it's relevant, we could uh, maybe circle back up and see if uh, it makes sense to champion this up to the VP. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, have a wonderful day. Bye. Ooh. <laughs> four for four. So uh, we got two minutes left. Same same thing over and over and over again. Justin, any feedback on the call I had? She was a very nice lady. So. No, I mean, it was smooth as butter as expected, right? Um, a lot of people, I think, would have, it sounded like she was like, oh, I'm not the decision maker, right? Or oh, I don't make any decisions here. Um, a lot of people may have tried to step over her right there when, as what Ryan did, is like, no, it's okay. I'm just going to send you some info and then maybe we can jump on a call and kind of champion this up. You can use people like that, right? When you, this actually goes back to the referral question, right? When you target someone and they end up being the wrong, if they're willing to talk, you can start to unpack and learn a lot about what they're doing on a day-to-day -day role, right? If we were to call someone and they're like, oh, I'm not a decision maker, say, oh, are you doing the work today? And they're like, yeah, well, okay, so on a daily basis, when you're doing your job, what does it look like, right? And then we're starting to gather information about what, what's really happening on the front line so we can use that to position our intro call, our next call, our follow-up call with the VP or the decision maker and, and be able to um, make it even more relevant and understand what they're doing uh, today. And then we can just tie everything together with what we're doing here. So, All right. Well, we are coming up to the top of the hour. Thank you all for tuning in as always. Uh, the last seconds here, parting words. Um, if you're cold calling today, uh, slow down to speed up. Right? The list is the strategy, and uh, if you take the time to target people that you actually want to go after, reach out to them, be human, be respectful, have a strong compounding process from conversation to other channel and follow-up, 
um, you will dramatically increase your productivity in just a matter of weeks. So hopefully you learned some tactics here that you can take away and put into action right away. And if you do, please feel free to share your uh, success with us via social. Tag us up on, on uh, LinkedIn, Cognizant. Thanks for the live free uh, content. It's helping me do X, Y, and Z. We'd love to hear your stories. And until next time, um, we'll see you around. Justin, thank you for tuning in.